Welcome from your friends at AmeriCare Senior Living. Today's topic is active listening, an important tool when communicating with elders. If you are around elderly loved ones regularly, you know that sometimes communicating with them is often difficult. Sometimes it feels impossible. A useful communication tool many of us need to be reminded of or introduced to is active listening. Active listening was introduced in 1957 by therapists Carl Rogers and Richard Parson. Since then, it has been valued and used by parents, teachers, businesses, family counselors, and it is often used in training medical professionals. And guess what? It's a wonderful tool to help smooth out those sometimes trying conversations we have with our elders, regardless of whether they are living independently and creating a second and third careers for themselves, or whether they are cognitively impaired due to dementia or other health conditions. So when is active listening useful? Anytime. Perhaps someone is upset or angry. Perhaps someone is refusing to cooperate. Perhaps someone is confused. Perhaps someone is despondent. And then again, maybe something wonderful happened and the other person is brimming with joy to share. Although typical training and active listening outlines several steps, depending on the source offering the training and the clientele being trained, what follows is a shorthand approach to active listening. These are common sense reminders of what it means to be a good listener and to enhance our communicating with others, especially our elders. To listen well, we need to get rid of distractions. Put the cell phone away. Better yet, shut it off and put it away. You will survive, I promise. Turn down or turn off TV, radio, video games, etc. If you are visiting someone in a senior community, maybe move to a quiet room. No cleaning, cooking, sorting, or fixing. This is one-on-one -on -one person time, and it is precious. It's good to get comfortably close. This allows you to give direct eye contact, which helps the other person believe you are listening. Focus on one eye for a while, and then the other, and alternate. Also, look at the person's mouth for short bits of time. By keeping a varied pattern of eye contact, you avoid having the other person think you are staring at them. Eye level is also important. Few people other than those living in North Korea are comfortable being spoken to from above. So, if it isn't possible to sit at the same level, then simply lower your body so that your eyes are most level with your loved ones. Being comfortably close allows you to give a gentle touch on an arm or shoulder if need be, or to hold hands. Simple touches are tokens of care and compassion, and who doesn't need that from time to time? And finally, be mindful of the other person's preference for personal space. Some people don't want someone sitting right next to them. If that's the case, to keep a distance. If the other person starts to cry or seem extremely sad, then that may be a time to move closer. And you'll know. Your heart will tell you. A key element in active listening is letting the other person know you understand what he is feeling. It is referred to as validation, and it helps the other person feel as if he actually is heard. Here are some examples. Number one. 
I understand you are upset that I brought over the black jacket instead of the blue one. I'm sorry. You want to avoid saying something like, I thought the black one would be better because, well, actually you didn't tell me what you really wanted. Number two. I know it's disappointing not to hear from your grandchildren from time to time. Avoid saying something like, everyone's just so busy with final exams and jobs, maybe they'll call on your birthday. Example number three. Losing a loved one is heartbreaking. I know you miss dad terribly, even after all this time. Avoid saying, dad's been gone for three years now, mom. It's time to move on. Example number four, I can see that you're upset about not driving anymore. Driving is a big part of our sense of independence. Avoid saying something like, no one over 80 with a hearing loss and memory problems should be driving. Do you realize how dangerous that is? You want to try to restate and summarize your loved one's concerns. So in addition to acknowledging how your loved one feels about a certain incident or situation, another part of active listening is letting them know you heard what they said, not just what you thought they said. Using the previous examples, you might say something like, I realized that bringing over the black jacket was a mistake. I should have called and asked which jacket you preferred. Next time I will ask. Or, not hearing from grandkids is sad, especially after all those Halloween costumes you made for them. I know they are busy, but we can do better as a family. There's no reason we can't get together for pizza now and then. I'll plan something soon. Or, it's hard to realize that Dad is gone. I think about him all the time, too, and sometimes I even talk to him. I know he's close in our hearts. I'm so grateful you two had so many years together. And, I don't know, I'm not sure we ever really truly stopped grieving. And that's okay. Or, I know you miss doing your own shopping and taking your friends to the movies. Not driving is one of the biggest disappointments we go through as we age. It just doesn't seem fair. But your friends were lucky to have you to drive them as long as you did even after they weren't able to drive. I'm 65 and I'm already wondering how long I'll be driving. When you are engaged in active listening situation with a loved one, it's important to remember that it's not about you. It's about getting him to talk about his feelings and you understanding his reasons for those feelings. It may not make sense to you. You may disagree. You may even feel a bit hurt or upset about what you were told. Let it go. Or save it for later when you can process it with friends over a glass of wine or a cup of hot cocoa. Active listening means being totally there with another person to truly listen and confirm. It takes some practice and little steps are just fine. A simple statement like, you seem angry today, Mom is a terrific start. Fortunately, there's a lot of information out there that explains active listening, its benefits, and how to use it. There are books, PDF files, brochures, videos, 
and actual courses available. It's a whole field of counseling methodology that has become mainstream just for us ordinary folks. You can look online or check out the topic at your local library. Meanwhile, here are a few resources you might find useful. From the American Speech Language Hearing Association's website, Communicating Better with Older People. From the Institute on Aging's blog, Active Listening, How Caregivers Can Make Communicating with Older Adults Easier. From Home Care and the Rockies website, Active Listening Can Help Improve Care and Peace of Mind. And from Chapter 8 in the book, The Best Friend's Approach to Alzheimer's Care, by Virginia Bell and David Troxell. Have you used some active listening skills with older loved ones, or perhaps with a spouse, a partner, or a child? Was it fairly easy to use? Maybe you have an article or a book to recommend. Feel free to share on our website blog under comments. Thank you. Thank you.